0: Get to the pain, that's where you find the passion Cause it's all a game, find your role and get to action You up and then you down, it's all a part of being active Dead ends, turn the winds in the end when you map, yeah Get to the pain, that's where you find the passion Peace family, welcome back to the Brother Ben X show Welcome back to The Brother Ben X podcast. And today we're going to be discussing a topic that is very touchy. Uh, Well, not very touchy. Well, I guess it is very touchy. It just depends on, you know, the lifestyle. Uh, We're going to touch on Crip Mac uh, growing up without his father. Say Cheese TV recently released a video that discussed that. And um, I wanted to, to get you guys comments on it. Uh, I think this can be very educational um, for those who uh, are fathers um, and who will be future fathers to hear something like this um, and get this get this intel from daughters and sons and things of that nature. So we're gonna go we're gonna jump right into it. And just to let you guys know how this broadcast is gonna go, we're gonna go into the Uh, The Crip Mac situation about him and his father and then I'm gonna let you all join in so you guys will be able to go to BenXLive.com. Matter of fact, if you would like to share your experience or share your thoughts about, um, you know, maybe not having your father, I would like for you to go to www.benxlive.com. Go to www.benxlive.com and that will take you into the stream yard so that you could chime in and share your thoughts so here it is check it out
1: what city in texas did you move to
2: that was houston cuz. that was uh the a-leaf shit
1: okay and when did you say that you know they're not doing the shit right in la was that you when you were i was out
2: there cuz going to school you know, out there in Texas, you go to school with with, with different Crips out there, but it's different Crips from different hoods. But they they more so they all fuck with each other out there. Every Crip from every hood. I just had left uh, from LA and came back, you know, to Texas.
1: Okay, and why'd you leave Houston?
2: Shit, pretty much because I wanted to come. I wanted to come back out here because I was in a detention shit in school.
1: Okay. So you come back to LA? What's next?
2: She came to LA. I got all my family still live out here. I got my aunties. You know, everybody's still out here. What's
1: your relationship like with your parents? Uh, my mama, my mama cool.
2: You know, she's real supportive. You know, uh, she don't understand the gang banging or the gang banging politics, but I love her five death though.
1: Mm-hmm. What about
2: your pop? I mean, cuz, the I, last I, I seen cuz, cuz, shit, cuz, I was damn cuz, probably like 18, cuz, that was it.
1: Okay. And y'all don't really speak much?
2: Oh, all oh, right. Oh, yeah, cuz, I've seen cuz in, in, some, in some years, cuz, long, long fucking time, but cuz, nothing cuz left when uh, Nickel was two, so fuck cuz on oh, Crip, but I got, uh, I, I talk with, uh, I got my, my aunties and them on car, side of the family cause I still, you know, here and there associate with, you know, but they not, they don't like the gang banging shit, alright? Now, pop side of the motherfucking, uh, family cub mama, she a Belizean cause she from Belize, you hear me? Oh hood, and, uh, they, they, they real fucking strict-like, right? Now, cub, my pops, pops, cub, right? Cub, pops, mama, is Samoan. They from Samoa. You find me? On hood. I only know a couple cousins from that side and a few of them weird-ass motherfuckers from my pop side that's Belizean on cub mama's side. You know, but a lot of them don't fuck with me, cub. I really don't give a fuck. Come on.
1: What do you think your dad is thinking now that you know you're famous? You're all I mean, over. I
2: haven't even contact my mama. cuz I left when I was two, so I don't respect no deadbeat ass nigga on neighborhood crib for motherfucker. I understand everybody don't got increments like that. cuz. if you can't see there and and just buy your baby stuff, cuz, on neighborhood crib and see your baby. And, dude, you find me on hood. Five your kids, cuz fuck you. On neighborhood crib. Deadbeats is nothing. On hood.
1: Did that affect you growing up? Did that create anger?
2: Well, more so, cuz I just wanted you to find me to know, you know, what type of motherfucker cuz was. You know? Just more so, cuz a nigga that was uh, doing warehouse work and truck driving type shit.
1: You know? Why did you initially uh, move to Houston? What made you leave L.A. in the, the first time to go to Houston?
2: My mama, Kel. She had a white boyfriend out there named Mr. Gary. And Mr. Gary was cool as a motherfucker. I respect Mr. Gary. Kel was trying to push the job corpse shit on me. I wasn't fucking with it.
1: Okay, so you moved to Houston and he's trying to get you a
2: job? No, cuz Job Corp is where niggas work. It's like school, that you work.
1: So you went out there like, fuck that.
2: i pretty much, cuz I'm already going to school here. They got me in these, they got me in these classes, cuz I can't fuck it up. Get into different fights and shit at Elsie Hastings. You understand? I wasn't getting good grades. I didn't give a fuck about school, cuz I still don't give a fuck on hood. But uh, so pretty much they put me in a class, cause pretty much you got to look at the wall all day. But like I told you, I did a song with Mr. Manning. That's a great man right there. You know, I respect her. You know, but that that shit, nigga not gonna wanna go to school. You looking at the fucking wall in detention every motherfucking day, nigga. I'm not doing this shit. Fuck this shit, on up.
1: How does your mom react to that, that you don't wanna do with her boyfriend you know, want want you to do?
2: Well, see, uh, I mean, what what, what can she say when, when you're young? It's, you you make you make? She wants you to make the decision that she wants you to make. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the decision I wanted though.
0: Well, there it is. Um, there it is, man. If you would like to share your thoughts on this topic, go to bnxlive.com. Come on to the show, BNXLive.com. Type it into your browser on your phone and you can come on and you can share your thoughts uh, on the situation or how not having a father affected you. Me personally, I think he does. I think him, I think he does care that his father wasn't in his life. Uh, I can see it in his in his in his demeanor. Although he has this, you know, cub, You know, I know he got that 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 look on him. But at the same time, I believe this is a uh, a, a a persona that he has put together um, that can protect the little boy on the inside that just want to know who his father is. Somebody said Los Angeles, California showing love and he don't represent all of us from Los Carolina, Los Angeles, California. Yeah, um that's cool, but he does represent many many black men all over the world. He does represent many black uh black boys all over the world who 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 missing a father or didn't have a father that they that they can talk to that they can call that they can spend time with that they can get to know and they put on this persona as if it don't matter as if it don't affect them but it does so he does represent many black men I'm sure in California just like in Dallas just like in Florida just like in Detroit just like in Alabama he just he's just another way of showing it but this is what many of us do we don't act out and you know, we're not maybe in the gang or anything like that, but many people, uh, boys and girls are have found a way to ma- uh, uh, mask the pain that they have of not having a father that they can call or a father that uh, that they can depend on. But I think in and, and just me looking at him, he cared, but he he has to put this. He got to be so tough with it to show that he don't care. But honestly, it's it's oozing out that you do care and it has affected you and you wanted him growing up. You know what I mean? So I wanted to do this live stream and had and have you all call in or go to BenXLive.com so that uh, you all can come on and kind of share your perspective on. you not having a father now, what you guys what you guys Rather me do a phone line where you can call in or do y'all just want to do the stream yard? Elliot Heflin say, I understand how he feel. Rejection from anyone is painful, especially when it's coming from your parents or your family members. All in. Uh, BenXLive.com. Let me see if I can pull up the, uh, there's a way that we can do uh, the phone number. But I, I'd rather y'all call in this way. So if you guys want to call in, you can call 903-347-8446. Let me put that on the screen for y'all. Maybe y'all like to call in. I thought I, I thought I came up with another way where y'all can do this, but. Let me just do it like this here, where you guys can call in. Maybe y'all like using your cell phone. All right, here we go. There go the number up there at the top. Call in to that number right there. Call in to that number right there, and then we gonna we gonna talk about this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't call in yet. Then they gonna come do that. All right, there we go. Now we ready. So if you guys want to call in Go ahead and call in To that number right there And we can have a conversation About it Until then We're going to bring Sister Unify Us on Can you hear me? Hey I can hear
3: you but I can't see you
0: Yeah 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 I know you can't see me That's because my camera is on another, uh, on another Little thing Okay So what's your uh, Well Oh, one second, hold on, hold on. Peace, call a 682. Give me, give me, give me one, give me one moment, and then we're gonna come right to you. Go ahead, sister. Unify,
3: okay. Well, my question when you were on the live on IG was, What if you have a father, but it wasn't much of a father figure? Mm-hmm. What I meant by that is because watching my brother grow up and how my father treated him was really horrible. Even on my end, like, my dad used me for things that he can get, like, money-wise, but he was a good father to me. I can't say he wasn't a good father to me, but my brother, no. And it affected him in a lot of ways. He became schizophrenic. He's been on the streets for years. He's 41 now, and I don't even know where he is. And all he ever said is he wished his dad would have been a better father to him. So it does affect you mentally, emotionally, and, and other aspects of your life. I mean, with and him being so smart so, and so uh talented the way he was, was like in poetry and everything else, he, he just let, let that go to waste and to the wayside because, because he really didn't care about life because, because he didn't say, feel like okay, his father
0: cared. Wow. Okay. Yes ma'am, thank you for sharing that.
3: Okay, thank you.
0: All right. Um man, I don't know what is going on with this audio. Um uh, Caller, can you hear me? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Are you talking to me? Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Okay. <laughs> my name is uh,
4: Julia. I am calling from Texas.
0: Texas. Okay. What's your thoughts?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 46 years old. I lost my father when I was 13. Mm-hmm. He got murdered. And um, my life was not the typical... Um, every day my mom get, got up and took me to school. My mom was very religious and the religion that she was in brainwashed her into thinking to take me and my brother out of school. So what I had to do as a young girl, being that my dad was murdered and my mom was in a religion and still in the same religion that took us out of school young, I had to go and get my high school diploma. I had to walk to work every day. Um, and I lived in the toughest hood in Fort Worth, okay? And I never made an excuse to say, well, because this happened to my dad or this was happening to my mom in this particular religion, I have to turn out this way because I did have a strong strong grandmother who encouraged me that no matter what you don't have, you have yourself and you got to protect yourself. And in self, you just have to, you have to look at it. Like I see what's going on outside, but I don't have to live like this. And sometimes people always make being growing up in the hood. It's just a poor neighborhood, but that don't mean everybody's living poor-minded you don't have to live poor-minded because you're in a neighborhood that you don't have because i had i had life
0: so let me you know so, what i so, mean so me and no ha- matter so, what my mama didn't do so let me ask you mm-hmm. this the question is you not having a father in the home or or, or that you grew mm-hmm. up with how did this affect you as a child nope. It
4: affected me, but I didn't make that and an infection. You get what I'm saying? I made little things, uh, even if it was walking to 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 school or walking to work or walk. I I dreamed, I drew anything that you could possibly do. I played baseball. I mean, I would get the baseball and get all the hood kids, or and, and we would play baseball together. You know what I'm saying? It's it's what you make out of your environment. You do not have to be the that that project minded thing. You just don't have to think like that. And trust me. So my so 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 my mama took me out before I can hit the fourth grade. So not to cut so you off. At the all. end of the day, when I Sister, not uh-huh. not
0: to cut you off. The question is, how did it affect you? You're talking about how it didn't affect you. The question is, how, it did, how, how, it. how, how it did, did not having a father, how it did affect you? That's what we want to hear on this particular podcast. Okay. Well, it affected me through the, the, the fact that I needed that
4: protection. I needed daddy. That That's what I did need. I did need because i'm a pretty girl so you know walking up and down the street and sometimes seeing drug dealers or you know gang members that was that's neighborhood kids and be trying to test you or fight you or something like that the uh the infection of not having daddy uh to protect me you know just just walking even the protection of my mama mm-hmm. you know the uh the, the choices she would make by listening to religion that was you know messing up her mind had I had my father, religion wouldn't have affected we would have still been in school. You and, get what I'm
0: saying? Religion wouldn't have took took a toll on her mentally because it did and how did religion, they, uh, how did religion affect you how, how what are you speaking of specifically? Oh oh my God, I have the opposite effect. I have the everybody
4: always run to. I'm running away from religion. It affected us to the point it broke all my family up.
0: Yeah. So what what happened? Though? I mean, so like, you know, what part of religion was you following that messed everything up? Oh, what you? I, I, I wasn't. I was born in this religion. It was Kojic. Um,
4: it 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 divided. Soon as you try to get it out. They, they fuck with you. excuse my French, they mess with your mind. They, um, they trapped me as a kid. I was trapped, you know, and trying to come out. I'm coming out by myself with my kids. And I'm married to a preacher's son, and it's hell, because I didn't choose to be in this religion. It chose me. And me and my mom have a messed up relationship because of this religion, and uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm, I love I'm, God I'm,
0: I'm with still, all my heart. I'm still not getting no clear answer though on what exactly, what mm-hmm. part, what part of it, like what exactly messed it up, like what part of the religion that was followed messed it up.
4: Everything I can, it is. I'll take all day.
0: Okay, give, okay, explain. okay. Give me, give me it two. It was give, everything. Give me, give me, give me two. <laughs> give me two of everything. Uh-huh.
4: First of all, it split me and my family up. It split. It didn't bring me and my mother together. It split us up.
0: So did the, It took so, the so,
4: weakness of a single woman and it split her and her daughter up. So it left us, especially a woman like me, vulnerable to having to fight men off, having to uh, know the difference between a good dude and a bad
0: dude. So and so, it, 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 so so split. How mm-hmm. did the religion say, "Hey, mother, do not be close to your daughter"? Did the religion say, "Hey"? No, you can't. no, so, it's, so, it's so more manipulative. So, so, so than that's, that's what. So, so, than so, that's, that. so that's what I need when I say. Big you know I can't I can't mm-hmm. go off Of just hey man it, you can it, it, you it can go Over up. the
4: pulpit and manipulate people
0: Okay but give, you can but, you can but, be but preaching me, so, Over the pulpit so, so, and manipulate a Single mother right so give me some examples I want to hear what was said we go If we want to <laughs> avoid this we can't just Go off of blank. hey this mm-hmm. religion uh, made No you show. Sure like, can like, you gotta Go off of a person's y- life yeah, and that's mine Yeah so tell us exactly yeah. what was said Though in the religion what was taught By the pastor that made that messed everything up Give me two, two examples you going to hell you go going to hell you're going to hell if you don't do it this way
4: if you don't give this amount of money if your daughter don't uh say for instance i want to wear pants, mm-hmm. or you know i want to you, be it just a normal teenager well if the pastor say no or 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 <laughs> it's it's really kind of hard to kind of explain that in one sentence but if he say no and it's wrong what he's saying and he's not bringing it, me and your me and my mother together, it's splitting us up.
0: You know. So y'all um, got so y'all got divided because okay, you wanted, wanted you, to. You, you wanted I, to Okay, wear I wanted
4: to change religions. Okay, I wanted to change religion. They, they, they promised I would go to jail. They prophesied. That's how they do. They prophesy and say you gonna go to jail if you if you do this. So they scare you into staying into the relation uh, into the religion. Oh, I it's see. a code.
0: I see. It's a code. So number so the two And examples, it's dangerous. So, so what I heard was you wanted to wear pants and you know mm-hmm. they wouldn't they went with that. That's what spit I guess that's what spit spit y'all up. And then uh it was it was a little bit of everything. No, that's I'm saying that's a part of it's it. All and, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's a part of it and Child then, molestation, rape
4: I mean it's it's more than this is not a joke this is for real. Yeah, I just it's more than just Mhm.
0: Yeah, I just want real life examples because when people say religion, uh off time we give these blank things but if we can be specific, maybe we can help people out or help people understand what actually happens. Like, you happened. can have so, normal
4: minded people, you can have healthy minded people like I was. And 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 in that healthy mind you can mess up a person so to the point where you'll cause them to start drinking and smoking. And it's the opposite effect of what you preaching. And it's almost like you're preaching more to win them into going into the casket than you're preaching to keep them out of the casket. And that's what I begin to see. It's like, okay, I'm 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 getting pressured more. I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to do none of these things. I want my education, mm-hmm. you know. And it was the opposite effect. They were doing the opposite of what they 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 show on TV, you know. Because I, again, I was born in it,
5: mm-hmm.
4: so it was the opposite effect. And I'm trying to get me and my kids out of it. Gotcha. You know, because it's that's dangerous. It's dangerous to see a healthy minded child going to being a crackhead or on crack because of the simple fact maybe you saw the pastor having sex with his cousin or maybe or maybe it's so much stuff going on it's it's pedophilia going on in the church that they are trying to cover that instead of covering and protecting the kids
0: that it's deep yeah i got you now it's that's, deep. that's what that's all i was asking for right there that's what i needed Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's that's, and that's why I
4: needed my daddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that now that makes sense. Now that's a now that's an individual. Um, so I, what I was mm-hmm. asking, but I get what you're saying, but inside of that religion per se, um, mm-hmm. we we we, I be wanting to know like because I know different religions have different doctrines and different things that they teach. So mm-hmm. most some mm-hmm. some people are split up based on what's taught. So it sounds like this is split mm-hmm. up based on what a human being did. So whether if you're Christian, Muslim, whatever the case may be, anybody could do those things. So instead of saying, hey, this right. religion did it. No, this person wasn't even following the religion. These
4: people, yeah. you know, it's people, it's men.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, they, men so, over the religion. Yeah, so they not you know, even following uh, it. So we spit, we get our family yeah. spit up, not based on the religion per se. The religion probably don't ever say, do these type of things. But the men who's in power... Who's misrepresenting was being yeah. was being taught. Mm-hmm. This is what actually spit up the family, and that goes for organizations. Right. So somebody may do something in an organization, mm-hmm. we can't say, "Hey, the Black Panther spit up my." But no, when they this, consistently this particular do that, person, when they consistently yeah. But when, right. if if it's that particular yeah. person, I can't blame this organization. Or it's this person that has been manipulated mm-hmm. and lying on me, and unfortunately, they're in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I get it totally. I totally understand it, but mm-hmm. I just like to get the the actual facts It may not have been the religion per se. It's the person that's in front of you representing the religion as representing it wrong mm-hmm. and by their wrong acts. This mm-hmm. is what led to the to the you know the, the destruction of the family
4: right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when 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 it when it becomes death and sickness and things involved in, and, and you're not helping those people. They're actually helping you. Yeah. They're paying your bills. Mm-hmm. And I understand getting the organization together and you got to, you know, come together. But if you never, if you see your community going down and you got five churches and they all affiliated with each other, that's not helping my community. Mm-hmm. That's hurting my community. I I did like, I rode through my hood, and I just re- I just realized we had two black doctors. We don't have no black doctors in our neighborhood. We have all these Kojic churches sitting up here and they dead.
0: Renee, you can just, feel uh, feel free just, to call in, Renee. Renee. I'm sorry. You
4: know, it's just dead. It's just our neighborhood is dead. Yeah. There, there's no more life. It was it was streets full of people full of kids playing. There's no streets full of kids anymore. You know, now it's a Mexican neighborhood. It ain't black neighborhoods no more. It's Mexican neighborhoods. So at the end of the day, when someone say our hood, we don't have a hood no more. Our people are dying, if not dead. Mm -hmm. And if they are in there, they're sick. That's what I see. And that's my hurt. That's my pain. And I'm trying to keep my kids away from that. I want my kids to be strong-minded, my son to be a man. I see too much, too too many men getting turned out. Yes, I'm ma'am. sorry. I love all people, but I want to see our men be
0: men.: Yes, ma'am. Well listen I'm I- tired. I'm tired. Well, I thank you, I thank you for calling in. Uh, <clears throat> I pray that you <clears throat> find the men that you're looking for. That can be a good example uh, for them. I've been married it. for 15 years. I've been married for 15 years. Oh, well, they got, like they, said, well, they got, well, they got the man. Son. He don't even go to church. Well, they got the man. The, the man you've been married to for 15 years, he's the first star. No, he ain't.
4: Oh. I'm getting a divorce. Oh, well, no, well that's all. Well, no, a whole, well,
0: that's no a, he abusive. Well, oh, well, they, that's they, a whole other okay topic. being we gonna, abused? We gonna, no. We're going we to talk about that on the, on the, on another. Now we finna go down a whole, <laughs> okay. whole other road. Well, I, <laughs> I you know. For, that's a whole other yeah, level. I, yeah. I, well, I thank you for calling in. sister. So, there's somebody out there for you. All Just right. be patient. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Peace. Ooh. Woo. My, my, my. Yeah, come on, Sister Renee, call in. I know you, you know. I know you got some stuff you want to say to me. Go ahead and, uh, yeah, come on, call in and whatever you got to say. Now I seen somebody say, "Is this about Crip Mac or somebody else?" Both. This is this was initiated by Crip Mac, and then we talking about the effects of not having a father for 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 anybody. Uh, thank you for calling into the Brother X Show. What's your name? Where you coming from? Crip Mac and
6: somebody else. Both. Uh,
0: you gotta turn oh, yeah. me down. You gotta turn me down in the background. Listen through the phone. Okay. Yes, sir. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Elliot Hefflin, um, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Yes, sir, man. What's your What's your thoughts on the show?
7: Um, I want to uh, really touch base on that um, about the father's situation. Like I mentioned in in my um, chat in the chat, that I understand the brother. I understand them, because rejection is very cold. And for a person to, I guess I can say this, the caller previous to me, she said her father died. But there is a larger impact, a more powerful impact, when your father abandoned you, and he's not dead. Mm. There's a whole that's a whole different level when you can actually see him and hear him and he and you know he doesn't do anything for you. There's there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. But I can say now to get back on your topic as far as did it affect me? Yes, it affected me. And I am Dr. Elliot Heffler. Come on, Doc. I am the first doctor in my family. So, yes, it affected me, but it affects me in a different way that I say I did not want to leave the legacy that he left. Mm. In so many words, I didn't want to leave a bad taste in my children's mouth.
0: Can I ask you, let me ask you a, a quick problem. question? You said your father yes, go ahead. he's still alive, but the painful part is that he's alive and still not in your life, right? Yes. Now, now now for those who are fathers, because I think this is good intel, for those of us who are fathers, what what's some what's some of the things that you will want from a father that would fill that void that you may have? Is it just a phone call? Is it going out sometime? Is it guidance? Is it advice? What what does that look like? To make you feel like okay, he's a part of my life.
7: It's 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 the ordinary thing of recognizing accomplishments, recognizing that you are a well-groomed hum, human being and you're able to function. You know, being your cheerleader. Mm. You know what I mean. You 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 need that. You understand what I mean? Like I said, I'm Dr. Elliot Heflin. And I have walked across the stage four, four times, hmm. and he has never been there.
0: Okay. So, and you
7: would think, you would think that someone with a relationship with someone like that—that's the last thing you would miss as a father. You understand what I mean? Something that society considers important.
0: Hmm. <laughs> that's good. So you it you want that support. That acknowledgement, man, I'm your cheerleader. I'm proud of your son for what you accomplished. I'm proud of you for becoming the first doctor. I'm there for you to support you and be there. Yes.
7: Okay. But you got to hear it from strangers. Yeah. You understand what I mean? You're not hearing it from your family. You're hearing it from strangers. Mm. and it's, it's, It's not the same, man. It's not the same for somebody to really turn their back on you. Yes, it's there's something. It's something.
5: Yes,
7: sir. <laughs> Believe me, it's not it's nothing like someone dying or you know, they becoming mentally ill or something like that. They're right there. You're seeing them function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be transparent, he'd be a three houses away from us.
0: Oh wow.
7: And he never came and said, Hey sir, how you doing? Let's go get some ice cream, let's do this, let's do this. Nah.
0: <laughs>
7: so mm.
0: Yes sir, man. Well I I thank you for sharing that, brother.
7: Yeah, I, I just want everybody to know that really I understand, you know, of what he's going through or whatever. The guy who was on the you know that you showed on the clip. Mm-hmm. I understand exactly.
0: Let me ask you this. Do do you, why do you think your father wasn't in your life? Do you have any clue?
7: I don't, I don't know why. I just can't, I can't send them. I just can't even imagine that, man. I can't even imagine having a kid and not acknowledging them. I just can't. So that's something someone has to tell, you know, he has to tell me so I would know. I can't understand it. Cause me myself as a human being, I couldn't do it.
5: Mm.
7: I could not. You know, that's my son right there. You know, whatever. You know, well, you know your boy Grant's away. You know, he's getting ready to be a doctor. You know, you you need to be there. <laughs> Is someone having that conversation with you? You understand what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and it's you know I, I haven't you know I didn't grow up in a you know in a I guess you can say a, a sheltered environment. I was very exposed to the streets. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not an excuse, but I knew it was always more, you know what I mean? I knew that God didn't just create me to be a banger. I thought more of myself than that. Even the people who I hung around with, they were bangers. But they only thought of themselves as bangers. I always thought of myself as more than that. Mm -hmm. I just refused to believe that's what God put me on earth to be, and that's it.
0: Yes, sir. Well, man, I thank you for calling in and sharing that, brother.
7: Okay, no problem. All right, peace.
0: All right. uh, Man, that's heavy, man. It's one thing to have, you know, family that die. He say, man, but it's a whole different thing when he's alive. There go the number. Where's Renee? Come on, Renee. Call in. Let me know how I don't understand and and all that other stuff you were saying about me. Call in. Get it off your chest. There go the number right there to call in. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
6: This is Christian. I'm calling from uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Yes, sir. What's going on?
6: family at um, home. Just wanted to share some as far as like, you know, what we've been discussing about the black fathers and fathers in general being president of my life. Um at the time I was young in adolescence, I'm twenty two now. Um I did have a shaky relationship as far as like with my family. Long story short, my uh stepdad he had married into the family. Um we we didn't have the greatest relationship so my bio- biological father was the president. And my stepbrother had told me, you know, long story short, you know, your stepdad gave you the blueprint of the dad not to be. So what I'm trying to tell everybody who's listening on the show is don't let what you go through um, completely diminish, like, you know, become the person you can become and with your father not being present, who you, you know, can grow to be. Um, A lot of things are going to happen to you with a father being around or not, and your father can't control everything. It's up to you. So you can use that pain of your father not being present or a father being present and become the best version of yourself you know don't use that as an excuse like the uh previous brother has said that's all i wanted to share for tonight
0: yes sir thank you brother all right peace all right y'all call in call in there's some good stuff man this is some good man there's some good topics right here and we're gonna share some from the minister um we're gonna share from the minister man Please welcome to the Brother Benex Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Uh, hold on. I actually I'm calling in regards for someone else that wanted to um share their opinion. Um, so his name is Antonio and calling from Texas.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Else that to, um, can you turn us down in the background though? We can hear the echo from the background.
3: <clears throat> oh yeah, hold on.
0: Are you there? We can't wait too long. Yeah, you got to call back in. When y'all call in, y'all got to be ready. Y'all can't have me on hold. We got to keep the show rocking and rolling or people going to start to leave. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben A Show. What's your name? Where you calling from?
8: Hey, my name is Corey. I'm calling from Texas.
0: Yes, sir, man. What's your thoughts on this?
8: So, basically, man, uh, just to be on the transparent side, you know, I follow you, man, brother Ben X, and I love what you're doing, man, and uh, I love it, man, but, you know, uh, just speaking for my personal life, as far as the father side, but just to speak on this, brother, uh, I seen somebody put in the comment section, and I totally agree with it. He's a misguided soldier. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He has the heart, to follow something, he has the heart to 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 be down. He just misguided, and 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 with him having a lack of a father in his life to teach him uh, certain things that us young boys should learn at an early age before we before we hit door age. You know, he missed that whole lesson, and so instead of a father was there, the streets was there. So somebody gonna teach you something. You know, you're going to learn a lesson somewhere, whether it be your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, or these streets, jail cell, or any of that stuff. Somewhere in your life, you're going to learn something. And sometimes we pick up the wrong habits because we lacking. We lacking support systems. We lacking fathers. You know, and to to, to be a man in this world from a young boy, that's not something that you just automatically become uh, a young adult and you just automatically know. That's just like, you know, uh, I know you like to play basketball, you know, and uh, speaking in the sports sports world, you don't win championships or, or, or big bowl games at the game. That's done in practice. So in order for a man to become a man, he has to be raised by a man and taught certain uh, uh, responsibilities and disciplines has to be instilled in him when he becomes their point and it's time to be a man. Once he becomes the age of being a legal adult in the world, that's not, that does not make him a man. You just legal. Your age is telling you that you're an adult. But you don't have the mindset of a, a adult to be able to hunt the responsibilities, get up and work, get up and vibe for yourself, whether you in college or you didn't take that route and you in your own world and you trying to raise kids because you done made some, some uh, misguided decisions and you, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm, so do you? So so do you think a lot of these men who may be deadbeats are children who was born by men who wasn't men either?
8: That's I see. The, and, and and I speak for myself. I can't speak for nobody else. My father, I love my daddy death, but because my daddy wasn't raised right, he didn't know what to do when he came to raising me. Mm. He was learning on the whim. He was learning as he goes. The same thing I did when I was a younger daughter, when I was a young parent. I had my first child at 19. Before I had my physical child, I was the father of my stepkids. Mm. You know, and I raised, you know, I, I got five daughters, four daughters, and one son. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, I'm still struggling with seeing my kids. Mm. So that's a whole other issue right there. You got men out here who got kids out here that's trying to be a part of their kid's life, but you dealing with a bitter or, or emotional person that's 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 putting you through hell excuse my language and you can't even see your kids you know you're missing birthdays and all kind of important stuff and you know the world is saying oh he's a he's a deadbeat oh blah 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 you putting stuff on social media he did that in the third the whole time It's a father out here that loves his kids and prays for his kids every night you know yeah. and that's real so you know what i'm saying i understand that brother is misguided man you know, my father, he loved me to this day. And my father's 75, 76 years old. He got more days going behind him than he do for it. And I know he loved me. But he, he messed up so much in his past, so he's trying to make it right now. Mm. But it's too late right now. But I can't I don't blame him. I can't sit here and be a grown, grown man and sit here and say, oh, because you didn't do this at 10, 11, 12, you never came to nail game, you never came to a PTA, you never did none of this. I can't blame you, I'm hurt behind it. I feel that pain, I was there. I never seen my daddy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel, I feel for that brother man. And so the world gonna judge him. The world gonna say, oh, he a banger, this, that, and the third. I grew up in the same life, man. Born in South Dallas. I live in McKinney now, man. That brother followed up under the Crip organization. Crip stand for community, community revolution and progress. You know, he was misguided, man, because the original foundation wasn't on no negative stuff. Bloods. Brothers leading brothers leading others out of destruction. None of this stuff was set for destruction. None of this stuff was set for uh, negative stuff. But the world told us in our mind that, that that this is what we do. If he don't bang this color, you kill him. If he don't bang this color, you rob him. You take his life. You beat him up. You do whatever you're told because our mindset is off.
0: Mm. So let me let me ask you this, brother. Uh, outside of what you said, man, you're not having that father. What effects did you see in yourself that you saw manifested due to due, due to his absence?
8: I seen my same self. You know, with my my, my my older siblings and my, my people, they always say, Man, you just like your daddy. And for the longest, I didn't know if that was good or bad.
5: Mm.
8: But but you know, I had to realize, dang, I do see myself in my daddy. You know, my daddy went to prison, his son went to prison. My daddy dropped out of school. His son dropped out of school. My daddy started banging. I started banging. My daddy started doing drugs. I started doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? So even though though that's not, you know, in the beginning of my life when I was a teenager, I never seen myself doing none of this stuff. I never had no life for to be no criminal, convict, none of this type of street stuff. I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid. You know, crazy, to, crazy the sounds. Say that like that was my dreams back in the day. But because I was lacking guidance and I was lacking discipline and all that real stuff, that a man can teach you. You know, a woman can only do so much. She can, she can, she can tell you what it is, but it takes a man to be there, or some type of man to be in your life to teach you certain things that only a man knows. See, women and men are set up. We we set up two different people. We two different genders. So although a woman can tell you, "Hey, this is what you do," that in the third, but only a woman can, only a man can actually, you know, do these things for you.
0: Mm. Let me let me ask you this, man. As we let you go, Uh right. um, man, it just slipped my mind. Uh, the question, the the question. Oh, okay, man, I'm on, I'm on on what's the on question? On talk right now. The the question is. Um, Man, I don't want to let you go without I forgot the question I was going to ask you, man. The question was going to be something about the father, the father, the father. Um I already asked you how you thought that it, it affected you. Um Damn, man, I forgot what it was. It was going to be good too, man.
8: But uh, you know, this 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 is with a man, you know, uh, me being a man, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like us men, a lot of times, we we lack, that, we lack that thing that we need in our earlier life. And so we make all these decisions. And we, you know, it put us on a road that God never intended
0: for us to go down. My bad. To it's gonna come to a point- it just came to me. The thought just came to me. I wanted to ask you, what is something that people don't understand about brothers like yourself? So on the outside looking in, we'll say, okay, the brother went to jail. The brother joined the game, and we may pre we may judge you based on these decisions. But you just saying these are only the effects to a deeper cause, which is something that you didn't have in your life. So, kind of kind of take us into your mindset of that little boy who was making these decisions that, on the outside looking in, we may judge him as bad. What's something that we don't understand about a man like yourself?
8: I'm gonna tell you what I did with my life, and this is just me through all that negative and everything that I've been through, man. I was able to. to to formulate a plan in my life, man. I follow brothers like you, man. I became a publicist author out here. I was a past convicted felon. You know what I'm saying? I became a motivational speaker out here. I used to kick those. I used to smoke weed. I used to do all that stuff, man. But I made in my mind to where I started following people to where they was on a level that I wanted to go. I couldn't sit up here and blame what I was lacking on who didn't do this and who didn't do that. I had to take responsibility and accountability for myself as a man being grown with kids that I'm raising and and, and just understand that if I don't, you know, uh, do this stuff right now, it's never going to get done. You know, all that silver spoon stuff, I don't believe in that. I had to stop believing that because somewhere along the road, somebody ought to put the work in for the next generation to be able to ease up. I'm not blaming no race. I'm not blaming a white man. I'm not saying none of that. I had to look in the mirror. Michael Jackson said it best. The man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I had to face that. You know, through multiple experiences that life took me through, I had to look in the mirror and just accept it for myself. This is your life, man. This is your life. And if you want to do something out of your life, you're going to have to stop doing this. You're going to have to discipline yourself. You're going to have to get away from the, from, from the homies. You're gonna have to put that blunt down. You're gonna have to put that drink down. You're gonna have to pick up that book. You're gonna have to get a pen. You're gonna have to study. You're gonna have to, you know, you know, burn in the midnight oil, all that kind of stuff, man. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Because I, I'm still fighting to this day. Yeah. But I don't give up. I'm still I don't give up. I'm still fighting, brother. You know, and that, that's what I love to do. I love to motivate brothers, man. Like there is no excuse you can tell me on God's green earth of what you can't have on this side of heaven. Hmm. Cause there ain't no excuse. Everything is possible, man. That's right. There ain't no limits. There ain't no limits on no, no only a certain color can be successful or blessed. Or none of that. This is open. This is this is our turf. This is our land. That's right. God's land. This, this is everybody, man. I don't care if you was an orange man. Color ain't got nothing to do with it. If you want it, it's out here. You know what I'm saying? What you reading, what you studying, what are you increasing your value with? Those are the questions we should ask before we put up an excuse and say, oh, it's such and such part while we lacking. It's you why are you lacking. It was me Why I was lacking. Because while I was on the block, I should have been reading and studying and, and doing something with my life. You know what I'm saying? So now that, that I'm at that page now to where I face myself and I understand that I'm, I was my worst critic, I'm my worst enemy, I try to do every day, man, to try to give my, not give myself no type of idle time, no type of none of that, man. People say I'm acting funny, all that stuff, man, but I, I really can cut less because I know what I want to do with my life, and I just like the previous brother said, I know for a fact, I know God is real. I know that I was not put on this earth to waste time and crash out and be a gangbanger, smoke weed, kick those, rob people, sit on the block, you know, all that irrelevant stuff. That's not, that was not the plan. My mother, man, I didn't sit in my mama's stomach for nine months to come out here and crash out. Come on. It's the purpose for my life. But it took me, it took for life for me to go through those experiences for me to understand that though. I didn't get it at first. Everybody tried to talk to me, man. I used to blame my family. I, my people don't want to mess with me. all such and such turned their back on me. It wasn't that man. It was me the whole time, and I was blaming the whole world, man. And I I ain't just saying. I ain't speaking on from a standpoint as if I got it out. I'm fighting every day, man. I'm I'm one foot out the hood, one foot in, man. I'm one foot out the penitentiary, and one foot in, man. It's a choice. OG told me in Huntsville, doing life right now. He said, "You can you can choose your choice, but you can't choose your consequence." and that sucked with me ever since man and so every day I'm fighting to make the right choice man because I know it's not just me out here I got kids up under me I got kids that's gonna have kids eventually up under me Yeah, I got a grandson right now so I can't play no games we only get 24 hours a day man
0: man let me ask you a question do you got Instagram I do what's your Instagram name that's uh Corey the author 86 Corey, is it c-o-r-y c-o-r-y yeah the Arthur. yeah 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 brother cory man i remember you brother cory man i want to get you in contact with uh i know your voice sounded familiar i want to get you in contact man uh uh with brother winford man i think y'all share a lot of similarities um and i and i believe that he'll be able to help you man with what you're going through he'll he'll author too brother winford that's the one who's always with me man i think y'all will to make a, a great partnership because now he's speaking in schools and things of that nature as well man what's your cash app
8: my uh cash shop is uh dollar sign enjoy life 86 enjoy life. but even beyond that though enjoy life 86 okay well, uh, but even beyond that though, brother, man, I just want to tell you personally, man, while we, while we on the line, bro, you inspire you inspire people that you don't even know exist, bro. You know what I'm saying? You a young brother doing it, man. It don't matter, you know, in, 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 people going to try to distract you and get you off your mission and say this, that, and the third, bro. But it's times, man, every time I see you tap on my phone, bro, I'm tapping in, man. When I see you talking about that digital real estate, I'm tapping in, man. I'm sitting here trying to get these eBooks together right now, so I can send them out to the to the specific people that I need to send them out to. So you're creating a game plan that you don't even know you touching the world right now, brother. Crazy. You don't even know that it's people that you don't even know existing on this earth that you touching their lives, man. So I'm gonna tell you, keep going, brother. Keep going, man. Regardless of what anything going on, any type of roadblock or any of that, man. Keep going, bro. Because it's people like me that need to hear that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be fighting these choices every day. You know what I'm saying? I I don't went all the way legit. I'm trying to do this book, promote, learn the marketing side, learn the the promotion side and all that stuff. So I'm soaking up this game. I never had nobody to teach me this stuff. I don't have degrees. I didn't graduate. I got my GED and TDC. So I'm teaching myself this stuff, bro. So I want you to keep going because it's an each one teach one type thing. Because the same game that you drop dropping down to us, we're able to drop down to the next person and the next person. And that's how it's going to keep on going on and on, bro. And I love you, though, bro. I love you, man, for real, man.
0: Man, likewise, brother, man. I, I appreciate it, man. Let me know if you got that cash I just sent you.
8: God bless you, brother. You got it? Yes, sir.
0: Man, and anybody else that's watching this podcast, man, shoot this to the brother, man. You can use that to go do something with your children, man. Uh, invest in those ebooks, man. Get some stuff done and uh, continue the good fight, man. I'm going to send Brother Winford your information, man, have him reach out to you and whatever y'all can kind of build together and do together, man. Uh, if y'all put anything together, never need to use the platform or come on here to talk about it, man, just let me know
8: most definitely man y'all be blessed man it was a pleasure speaking with you to whoever listening man keep on fighting man we was created for a purpose man
0: we're gonna keep on fighting yes sir appreciate it brother all right brother peace man boy after we're gonna end with that call right there now we're gonna go into our next section now man oh man that was powerful man do y'all hear the pain this is the pain man and i and i and i wanted to do this show for a specific reason um, I wanted y'all to hear what, 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 men are dealing with that y'all don't know about. And, 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 and I want us, us who are fathers to hear from a boy's perspective, what they needed so that we can do a better job at being a father. So yeah, Crip Mac is, is the one who everybody know, but Crip Mac is really just an example of what's going on all over the world. So let's hear this, this lecture of the minister, this clip where he's talking about what a father is. Check it out.
9: Beneficent. It means the doing of good. God does everything good. huh? Well then, what kind of father are you and you are not beneficent? you did good you made it you got it here but that ain't good enough now you got to do good to provide for your offspring like the God provided for us before you knew you had a need man this is beneficence here. the God creates In the womb eyes. Well the baby don't need eyes in the womb. It's in a bag of water like fish. It develops nose and ears so that when it comes forth out of the womb and the eyes open the eyes can behold the magnificent creation of a beneficent creator. Before you knew you had a need, milk was forming in the mother's breast for you and me to nurse from. See, a good father, don't wait till a need arises. The good father is anticipating because a good father understands that this that is brought into the world has needs, I put it in motion, therefore now I have a duty by what I produced. So there is no good father without duty. There is no good mother without obligation or duty. When you shirk your duty and your responsibility you're not in the image and likeness of God because he has never shirked his duty or responsibility to one of his creatures he has provided for the tiniest creature all the way out to the furthest and huge most huge of the planets everything is provided for how you doing father are you providing for yours Huh? Providing don't mean buying them a pair of Nike sneakers when they ask. <clears throat> Providence means providing for the total need. Okay, let's go on. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. All praise belongs to God. Alhamdulillah. From the inception, the father knows that whatever I have to be a good father, all of the credit does not belong to me because I didn't originate anything that I'm using to be a good father. It all came from God. So all of the praise and the honor belongs to God. But look at this word. The Lord of all the worlds. The word Lord in Arabic is Rab. Rab means one who nourishes, nurtures a thing. Making it attain stage after stage until it reaches its eventual perfection. So when you say in the opening that you as a father in your genes, you are from God, then you have in your makeup the ability to be beneficent and the ability to be merciful. You also have the the nature to be a nurturer. An evolver of your children, and of your house, and of everything that you touch. You are supposed to be able to make it, attain stage after stage, until you reach perfection. You marry a woman and you're living in a room. You're going to stay there for the rest of your life? Some of you are satisfied living in a little room, making babies and staying in a room. And you think the woman is out of line when she said, I I think we got to (laughs) move. Now don't push on me, don't push up on me. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. Shut up. You're not doing the best you can. Because if you were doing the best that you could, the God within you, To the God who created you, would allow you to be beneficent and merciful and would allow you not only to nurture your child but to nurture your surroundings (laughs) and evolve your community into what it should be. A father is not just a father to his children. That's your first level, but every one of us as men, once you start having babies, what kind of environment did you bring them in? Well, my home is peaceful. My home is nice. My home is a God-fearing home. Praise God. (laughs) What's happening next door? What's happening across the street? What's happening in the playground where your son or your daughter gotta go and play? What's happening in the school? Don't tell me you're a good father and you don't have any community interest. No community concern. Because once you provide a child with life, then you gotta look at all aspects of life and become intimately involved with the development and nurturing of that.
0: Praise be to Allah Before we go into our next section Or allow more people to call We're gonna to go to our sponsor Shout out to Seamos Boss Check them out Dog, I just got my hands on the 16 ounce Wildcraft Seamos Gel from Seamos Boss This bad boy a whole game changer Man, the best way I use this stuff Is before workout and after workout Because the potassium in here just soothes my muscles And keep me feeling recovered And it has a high amount of calcium and iron To keep my bones strong And maintain my healthy blood flow throughout my body and fun fact, if you buy four, you save 20%. So make sure you shop now today. I also want to let you guys know, we do have the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speaking on the 27th. Not sure if y'all know this, but this Sunday, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be speaking, family. Go to NOI.org. Now, I don't know how to say this. Is it the swan song? But the swine song, the minister may be making his last address, this Savior's Day. So if I was you, I would tune in. I wouldn't miss this one from the Honorable Minister Lewis Fry, come February the 27th, family. Make sure that y'all are tuned in. Now, before we take the next phone call, we're going to go into one more sponsor and then we're going to take we're going to start taking phone calls again. How was you affected? by not having a father in your life.
3: Peace family, my name is Yeshika and I am the owner of Yashika Street So Divine Bakery. We specialize in organic and non-GMO desserts and breads. We are currently located in the Chicagoland area. However, we do ship to various parts of the United States. If you have any questions or inquiring about ordering, you can reach me at treatssodivine at gmail, or if you want to place to order, treatssodivine.com.
0: Peace. Mm, treats looking good. Treats so divine. Here goes the number, y'all, to call in. If you guys want to call into the show, here's the number to call in, tap in, and share your thoughts on this perspective before we go into the next part. Of the show, which is the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar, may be given his last address. You don't want to miss this one. 903-347-8446. Call into the show if you want to talk about the, the absence of a father. How has it affected your life? Man, we done have some deep calls, man. Some Some great phone calls that has given us some great insight. And that's what I want this podcast to be, man. I want y'all to be able to have the stage and be able to call in and share your experience and share your perspective. Because, man, the more perspectives that we can get, the more experience that we can get, the more we can learn from other people's mistakes, the more that we can learn from other people's successes, we can be more successful moving forward as a community. But many of us are moving forward and we just simply don't know. We don't know. The brother cash shot was uh, Enjoy Life 86. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben Show. What's your name? Where you coming from?
10: Uh, my name is Elijah Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum, Mark. Well, like alaykum salam. Yeah, I'm calling from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yes, sir, man. What's your thoughts? Uh, pretty much. I, I grew up without a father and... Um, I mean, I was confused for a long time, to be honest with you, because, I mean, for several reasons. One, I didn't understand, you know, his absence. Um, now, in the community I grew up in, I'm, I'm 41, so I grew up in the 90s. Um, I'm an 80s baby, but I grew up in the 90s. And, um, you know, a lot of us didn't have fathers, so I didn't feel awkward in that sense. But the impact, you know, was, was way greater than than what I thought you know, at that time coming up, I was confused. A lot of our friends was confused, but being in an environment where there's acceptance, you know, and then of course the social norm at that time as well, like, you know, we got a mama, but we ain't got our pops, but deep down inside, you know, I'm crying inside. I got the nights where tears is just rolling down my eyes because I'm knowing, you know, early nineties, it's, it's gang bang central, crack, mass incarceration, you know what the Clintons did. And, uh, you know, so we watching, you know, men get locked up, gang bang, shooting each other. And I'm, again, I'm confused. I'm like, man, why is this happening? So, you know, you go to school, you got a couple of partners that do got fathers, and, and you looking like, man, they ain't facing the same problems I'm facing. You know, still, like I said, confused, but you understand that, man, it, 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 the father matters. You looking at it and saying, hey, it really do matter. But... Again, uh, amongst your social peers, you like y'all. Y'all have accepted it, but see, the acceptance don't remove the pain. The pain is deep, and the other side for us, a lot of black men, uh, we don't have a platform to heal. You know that's why uh, what you're doing is so impactful, Key, because we need this platform. We need to be able to get certain things off our chest because you got to stand. Growing up, if you show emotion, that's a sign of weakness, and that's kind of almost like the status quo even today. You know, uh, uh boys are told to be tough, don't cry, so okay for the girls to, to cry now. We understand that, you know, you gotta be prepared for how cruel the world is, but still, man, you got a lot of this pain that's bottled up, and then you know, we 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 the outlet becomes promiscuity, the outlet becomes drugs, the outlet becomes alcohol, because we, we don't have, you know, mental health you talked about. Matter of fact, if you tell somebody man, the the way uh, uh, mental health is described in our community. Now it's like, Hey man, you got mental problems, man. You need, you need help, man. You need counseling. Y'all are ridiculing that, man. But it's, it's really people that do need help. So it's like, damn, I, I need help. But how do I ask for the help? You know, who do I go to? Because, you know, if I, if I open up and I cry and I share tears, I'm making myself vulnerable. Now, as I got older and I became a father, I, I started understanding things a little bit better. And this is something, you know, that I was um, I'm thankful that a lot bestowed this, you know, understanding upon me. Um, we suffered from 400 years of slavery and oppression. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have never been rehabilitated. We have never been rehabilitated. So for a long time, I blamed my father. Okay. I blamed my father until I realized. I didn't choose my parents and that was my go to. I I didn't ask for that. He said, God, I didn't ask for this. These these are my silent tears and cries, you know, in my corner, in my room, under the cover. I didn't ask for this. Why me? Mm. You know, I didn't choose my brother. Why why you have a daddy that loved me? But then I thought, I said, This is this is as I became older and, you know, Allah starts showing things and revealing things to me. Uh my father didn't choose his father. So one of the misconceptions we believe that as a at a certain age you're supposed to just spontaneously gather knowledge mm. from where. So I, I speak English. I, I ain't ever just gonna spontaneously start speaking Spanish because I'm because I'm 35 or 40. If you're not ta- taught, you don't know. That's right. And unfortunately, in our culture, parenting is not a class. See, we 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 send our kids to the school. They learn English, math, science. They don't learn parenting. Just like we don't learn money management. It's a lot of things that they're not teaching us. And these things are critical. But even beyond parenting, you got mate selection, right? And we not talk proper mate selection. That's not something we talk. We talk, hey, man, she look good. He handsome. You know, she pretty. He got money. And that's where we go with. But we're not thinking about the long-term consequences that you're creating children and those children, they need nurturing. But here's the problem. Who's teaching you how to nurture? So I go back to that point. My father wasn't taught. His father probably wasn't taught. And you keep going back, and then you say, "Man, where's the rehabilitation? Where's the counseling? Where's who's helping us with that damage and that pain and those thorns that are pierced inside our hearts from over 400 years of faith? We keep forgetting that. Then we forget because it's easy. I right? we. We when, when good things happen, we thank God. But when when bad things happen, we we point the finger at the individual.
5: Mm.
10: Hey man, it's you. You did you did this on purpose. It was you. You 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 bailed out on me. You sorry. You this. You that. And then unfortunately, the pain of a lot of our women who have been the backbone of our society, you know, they they hurting too. So they say, you know, your daddy ain't this. Your daddy ain't that. And so you you're not gonna say the enemy. You're not gonna say four hundred years of slavery. You gonna put all that pain all that suffering on one man who went through the same pain and suffering that you did to me. Mm. the same pain and suffering. And I just want to remind our people that, and it took me a while. Easier said and done, like he, it took me a while to come to that understanding. Like I said, this was a revelation because I was that victim. I, I mean, when I tell you, I was bitter and mad and angry. and so you understand, a black man, we exercise our pain through, through anger. So, you know, we say, I don't care. Anymore, it don't even matter no more. But it do matter. You still hurt me. That's right. That don't take away your pain. I don't care how many times I said it didn't matter. I don't care how many times I said it, it still hurt. That pain really hurts. So again, I'm looking as an adult now. I say, damn, man, well, well, how do I make this out? You know, who do I talk to? And we don't have that in our community. We're not addressing these deep-rooted traumas and mental health issues because when you go to certain aspects of religion, people are talking to you, but no one's listening. Mm. That's why what you're doing, again, is magical, Aki. because you're listening. I mean, you got all kind of wisdom as a young age. I, Allah bless you, but you chose... To listen, I gonna try to pay attention to what the brothers do. He chose to lead to talk to us and give us the best advice and a blueprint, but he said, you know what? I want to listen to what y'all are dealing with. We don't have that idea. But now it's our, our, our duty, okay, for those that have better understanding and explore, let us open our ear and listen and try to understand these pains. But we got to pull the veil off the true beast. This enemy been doing things to us for a long Tom, we got to stop blaming each other for the enemy's condition that he placed us in. We got to stop doing that. And we got to solve the problem because I do know this. I, as I complained and I complained and I griped and I got angry, my condition didn't change. Right? It didn't change until I said, you know what, I, I'm going to do something different. So as I raised my children, I I, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be there. I ain't going to miss out on your life. Allah I mean I I Allah has blessed me and my children in, in tremendous way. I got a I got a 14-year-old daughter right now, aki that is graduating with two college degrees from two universities uh uh in May, May 13th, May 14th. You know, doing interviews and everything. And that's because Allah showed me a different blueprint. It was like you said earlier. Well, the minister just said is actually uh, it ain't about the tennis shoes that you buy, the money and the materialistic thing. We looking at the iPhone, the video games and things like that. That's not it. I, it's teaching them the things that you weren't taught. Because again, my thing that I asked my myself, because I was calling that trap too. I made a little bit of money and I went and bought my kids the Jordans and the clothes. And I said, and I'm doing doing my thing now. But when when when, when Allah brought that question to me, he said, you're complaining about what you didn't get. And it ain't about what you didn't get. It's about how are you being positioned for your mission. So I'm gonna show you another thing. The Quran says that he will raise one from amongst the people. So so we think, you know, well somebody just looked like that. It ain't just how you look, it's the condition, it's the experiences of, of those that suffer from those pain. I've been able to help so many young black men I, because I've experienced the same pain that they did. And for a long time, again, we real quick to blame. We real quick to point the finger. We real quick to complain. But two things, you know, diamonds are built through millions of years of pressure. And a lot may be preparing you for a greater mission than what you understand. So I don't look at it no more and just say, man, what was me and Why did these misfortunes happen?
0: What are you saying, sir, Mark? No, sir.
10: Oh, okay. I don't look at it. I don't look at it from a p- point of a, a, a misfortune anymore. I understand I was being prepared for a mission, and I, I want to just encourage the listeners out there that went through those pains, man. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's real. I've been there. I, 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 man, I, I had a father figure when I was 13 years old and my uncle, and uh, he got shot and killed right in front of me. So I say, damn, man, not only did I not have my biological father involved, but you know, when my father figured somebody stepped up to care about me, he died too again. I'm I'm confused. I, I ain't got nobody wrapping their arms around me. I ain't got nobody explaining to me why I'm dealing with this trauma and pain and I'm trying to play like I'm tough, but in fact I'm hurt. I'm dying inside to be honest. As many of us are. As many of us are, but as I continue to read, as I continue to be patient, as I continue to seek higher knowledge and ask a lot, I said, help me understand. Cause I knew it was only him that could that could reveal it to me. Sometimes our pains are in a place where only he can reach and remove them or help you understand them. Why? Because it's for us to come in. It's for us to come in. I always look at the why now. I don't look at the what I don't say what I'm going through. I say, why am I going through it? Mm. God, why are you putting me through this? But I, I will share this for those that don't understand the Bible or the Quran or whatever book you choose to read, I will tell you that everyone great, all, all of the prophets, they done been through some stuff. Don't don't you think that they they had a cakewalk? So I said, you know what? We look at great men or what we call as great men, and we say, man, we we create this fictional lifestyle. Like, man, they, everything great, you know, everything good for them. You know, God chose them, everything great. Man, listen, man. It's struggles we can't even see and ones we can't even understand. We don't see the unseen, man. You don't know how God is preparing somebody for their mission. So we, I understand the pain is something that we're uncomfortable with. Those that ain't familiar with it, you know, you want you want it to stop. You immediately, you know, hey, I want it to stop. But then we never think that, hey, man, if that stopped, would you be who you are today? You know, I look at I didn't have a father. All right, but you know what? Oh, man, what I've been blessed to be in my children's life, I don't believe that I could be who I am had I had one. Mm. Because, again, it's not just, listen, man, it's not just the presence. It's the impact. I got partners that got fathers. Listen, they got fathers, but they don't got fathers. Man, what that means? He in the house, but he not teaching you nothing. See, parenting and positioning are two different things. It don't help us, Aki, when we keep pushing the enemy blueprint in our houses, and our places of worship. It ain't just the presence anymore, man. What are you teaching? What are you teaching? How are you position, positioning your children? You got to pay attention to the clip you just played, man, that the minister spoke on, man. It ain't it, Get out of that materialism. And I know it's hard because our society make us feel like, man, you ain't a good daddy if you ain't... Spending five hundred dollars on a birthday uh, for your kids, oh, man. Do you know one of my, my kids' birthday parties? Because I was tripping. I'm young. I spent two thousand dollars on a birthday party, man. Now take this out. My kid turned sixteen. I ain't got two thousand dollars to get no car. But I'm trying to keep up with the status quo as many of us as many of us are because we're not taught the proper way. Our kid. we don't have them for. And we, I challenge the the men that have suffered and have been through the. The pains, hey, amen, like like the other caller said, each one, teach one. It's our responsibility, man, to reach out to those that are lost, especially if you know what that pain feels like. You're you the best fit to understand it. You're the best fit to deal with it. I get a little irritated right, when people, you know, I've heard people with fathers say, well, don't make you no know, sound like no excuse, you know, just because you ain't got no father. But you don't know what that's like. You don't know what that pain is like. That's just like the brothers has been incarcerated. I've been incarcerated as well. And I'm like, man, you don't know what that brother feel like being put in that cage. And it's real easy to throw stones. That's why the scriptures say, judge not lest ye shall not be judged. Not just about what will come back to you, but you can't speak on what you can't see. All you know is what you see. But Allah got a plan that you can't see. So again, brothers, man. Let's reach out to those that don't have to understand it, that don't, ain't being through it, and let's create the form, uh, platforms like the brother has already done. I, I mean, it just takes listening. The sister that called in early IKEA and I I, I got mad respect for your patience because, you know, even certain, certain listeners would get a little irritated. But she had a lot on her plate that she needed to talk about. Right? And that could be game-changing for her, As many of us have not had platforms to even speak about the pains that we've endured. I was in a lot of dark places without my father and I was very confused. And it took me getting older and reading and studying and praying to Allah for better understanding and guidance. And that is when he revealed to me that the same suffering that I experienced from my lack of father that my father and his father experienced as well. So who am I to blame now? Who am I to blame? It's not about the blame. It's about looking at that in totality and taking the fruit from it. You know, one, and I end with this because I, I appreciate the time, but I end with this. For those that understand the garden, okay, those that understand the garden, and, 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 the, and the seed needs the sunlight, it needs the water, but it also needs fertilizer. Okay, now fertilizer helps this thing grow. It helps this plant grow. But ask yourself, what is fertilizer? That's manure. Mm. That's the waste of something else. So what we, we would never want to take manure and rub it on ourselves. Yet, in the creation, the manure, the thing we look at as a bad situation, is used to bring forth fruit mm. that we eat and we cherish. So let Allah be Allah. He's the best of Thank you for the time, brother.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. All right. We're going to make that the last call of family. Uh, I wanted to speak to what he said about the prophets. Okay, I want to read some from uh, Brother Jabril. This is the final call newspaper talking about trials are necessary. Tests and trials are necessary for purification. It says like Jesus, Paul and other disciples had to suffer for the gospel or body of wisdom. God had revealed this suffering was due to the difficulty in getting the people to see and accept what they taught. God used their suffering as a means of purifying them so that they were made better vessels in the transmission of his truth. Let us look at this in terms of the subject tests and trials. What is a test? What makes a test a test? What is done with the test once it is either failed or passed? What effect will passing or failing this test have on you? Just in what way does this particular test, which involves Jesus, serve Allah's purpose? When you test something or someone, you use some means to elevate. I mean, I'm sorry, evaluate. Underlining the means uh, or methods used are some kinds of rules or principles you are trying to determine qualities. Any good dictionary will give the following ideas about the word test. Examination or trial, any current or uh, critical examination or decisive trial, means of trial, subjection to conditions that show the real character of a person or thing in particular. A test is something stronger, more specific than a trial. It is a trial under proved, under approved and fixed conditions, or a final and decisive trial as a conclusive or past experiments. In a test, you determine something. A test settles a controversy. A test is a decisive trial. A test is a way of establishing something or reaching a convincing conclusion. Like the word trial, test carries something of the idea of the separation of the good from the bad in a person or thing. We almost through now. The Holy Quran teaches that trials purify. How? How? What is the process by which trials purify? How does that which is so painful, so uncomfortable, so difficult result in the removal of impurities in our makeup or character? Is there another way or I'm sorry, are there any circumstances or conditions that one can be in which one can gain purification that does not involve tests and trials? Remember, this statement or idea of Holy Quran 29 and 2, Trials Purify, is from the mind of the author of the Holy Quran, who almost from the opening of the words of the glorious book states that he is the best knower. So in the angels at one time when he says, I'm going to place a ruler in the earth. And they said, what will you place besides that which will cause mischief in the shedding of blood? His response was, I know what you know not. Was it not? So if he's the best knower and we just his creation who's going through life trying to get some type of knowledge so that we can know we got to understand and what rise above emotions into the thinking of God. Yes, it was painful. Yes, that void that wasn't filled was painful, but like the brother said, why did I have to go through this? Why was I chosen to go through this? What could I use or how could I use this situation to purify me to be better? to impact more people in a different way because of what I went through. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught in a series of study guides that we should not be afraid to discover our faults, bad qualities. He even urged us to to look for them with persistence and to be happy when we find them. So said his teacher before him, why should we be happy to find faults or bad traits about ourselves? So we can more easily get rid of them. It is like the removal of rocks in the road on which one I'm sorry, on which we are traveling to a good destination. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to some of us that it would take him 40 years to understand his mission. This means that the first 40 years of his work among us will ripen him into the ultimate understanding of his mission. We are tested in many ways by many factors in this, that aspects in this or that aspect um, of our being every day. Some of us, the tests seem so good that we do not regard them as tests for. We usually associate the concept of tests with uh, with that, which is painful, dist- uh, distressful or the like. Uh, if you were given a million dollars right now, you may not regard that as a test. It is, however. Just because a thing may in fact be pleasurable, beneficial, and good does not mean that it does not in some way constitute a test or test or trial. Man, that's deep. So I wanted to uh, just read that, man, to give us a different perspective on uh, tests and what they mean and how we can use them if we just change our attitude towards the tests that we may be going through. And I also want to show us that although we may be in a pleasurable, good position, it may also be a test just because I'm making a million dollars a month or you making a million dollars a month or I'm making a million dollars a day, whatever the case may be. That doesn't mean that you're not in a test just like the brother who's homeless. That may even be more of a test that you have abundance. How you going to handle it? How you going to use it? What's your attitude going to be while you got it? You see what I'm saying? So, this next section, before we go into this next part, of course, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is speaking February 27th. Many of us know that this swan song has meaning. Okay? And I want to show y'all the definition of what it means. It means a person's final public performance or professional activity before retirement. Now, we know the minister getting up in age. We also know that the minister has been preparing us for his departure for decades. I was asked the other day by a brother. He said, man, are we prepared for the minister to leave, man? He said, I'm struggling with this. And uh, I shared a lecture. I shared a clip with him that I'm going to share with y'all because I'm sure like him, many of us are dealing with that. Man, the minister, this is his last address. Man, what we going to do? Man, why? Man, we... What are we gonna do, man? They, they, they. We, we, we in a state of. But well, we should know, family, what to do because he's been preparing and teaching us about this for decades. He's been one who has been a good father in preparing his children and preparing his students so that we would know what to do, so that we would know what to think, how to think, how to move. So I want to just remind us as we go into this Saviors Day, which what m- may be his last address i want to remind us of some guidance that he's given us well in advance so that we can be prepared for when that time comes this is the first one i want to go into but before we go into this we're going to go into our last sponsor apple moss If you guys want you some apple moss support this sister who's supporting this podcast so we can continue to do these shows like this now, I know you didn't hear the sea moss, but you ain't heard of apple moss. They say this is the healthiest applesauce that you will ever taste. It helps with digestion, anti cancer, protects from radiation, and much more. All you have to do is go to blitz underscore organics and call 866 413 3266. Again, blitz underscore organics, 866 413 3266. And if you all would like to support this podcast directly, you can go to supportbnx.com, www.supportbnx.com. And this is how, if you guys like my shows and my topic, if it's impactful for you all, this is where you can go to support your brother. I want to play this clip from the minister real quick as a reminder. You Muslims. If I hear you talking stupid,
9: mm, the the
5: ministers leave. The ministers leave. What are we gonna do?
9: (laughs) You sound foolish come on and you sound like a disbeliever in god god is not going anywhere he will be with you as you are with me he's not gonna leave you alone what are we gonna do what are you doing now just keep doing it but do it better
0: what are we gonna do? Keep doing it. What we doing? Do it better. Become more united. Uh, become become more loving. Become more wiser. Spread the truth more. Help people more. This is what we can do. look at that those little what he say those that loaf of bread in the end, and he gave everybody. You know they loaf or whatever. You know this is the bread. This is the life. All of us have gift, skills, and talents that we focus on our gift. We focus on our skill. God has deposited something in all of us that if we come together and present that, the minister is still here. Didn't the scripture say, I've been among you all this time and you still ain't seen the father? Well, if we embody that spirit, that mind, that soul, that heart, those principles, that character, He'll be present for the people still, you know, Um, and I want to share this clip, man. This is a clip where it was like a a, a street brother. He was saying, man, I want to feel you, minister. You know, I hear you, but I want to feel you, man. I want we we need to see more of your presence. And the minister, of course, gave a wise response. But I want y'all to listen to the minister's response, man. And think about that when he departs, when he's no longer uh, physically here, when he's no longer speaking, when he has given his last address and you feeling like, oh, man, I I need to. I want you to hear this minister response uh, to this brother and really take it in for whatever you're going to be going through as the minister departs.
9: Your question, brother, brother,
0: it's you, sir.
11: I got your attention, sir. because The brother one that address you with serious question, so it was him. All right, all right. Can you speak loud, dear brother? as alaikum. alaykum, brother. Walaykum as-salam. My name is Ellen Richard. I was one of the brothers that came to Chicago back to. You know what I'm saying? We were the originators of the peace. Yes, sir. We to no, no brothers, you know what I'm saying? But we the ones got this piece popping, you know what I'm saying? And we're not feeling nobody. Sometimes we get a little upset, you know what I'm saying, when people maybe speak for us or, or, or say something without it. You know what I'm saying? Addressing us, no disrespect to my descendants, my brother, I love you very much. You know what I'm saying? But we need to feel you, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Farrakhan, because we're holding on to this piece and we've been holding on to it. And right now, i still going to Nixon Garden. Never was able to go in there since 1970. I can go right now and get plenty love. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is that we need to feel you on a personal level, you know what I mean? Because this, this truth is getting fragile and we need to get some fruit. So that's right. We can feed our people. If you understand what I'm saying, you know what I mean. And that's what I want to say. We need to feel you. We need to see uh, hear, really hear from you. really here for you, Mr. Farrakhan, because Thank this, this truth is standing out. Thank you.
9: Well, uh, may I may I respond to you in this way? First. <coughs> Yesterday, at a press conference, a person asked me in this manner, whose idea was this? And I know they expected a Negro response. (laughs) My idea. But I said, all good ideas come from God. And he uses different people at different times to be conduits for ideas that are consequential. And I named several people who influenced the idea that's coming through me. And then after I named all the persons that I know that contributed to this, And the countless others who really had this vision too, God gave it to them, but they weren't in a position to bring it about. But at this moment in time, I have been raised by God to a level of, what you call it, notoriety or popularity, so that this idea can come through to fruition through an individual. But the individual now must not get carried away lest God rebuke him and punish him. I'm saying that to say my brother came to Chicago, sat across the table with other brothers, and brothers passed away now one of the brothers that was at that table. And he stood up and a brother said, man, I shot you X amount of times. And they reached across the table and they shook each other's hands. And they went back to Los Angeles to work on a gang truce. Now, I hope we understand that when we are bleeding and dying The thought is going to come up in many minds, how should we end this? And many are going to say, let's work toward it. But there's a one or two or three who will work diligently and sacrifice much to make it happen. My thought is this, and I hope You accept. God knows what each one of us do. And he is the rewarder of our good. If I do good to be seen of men, God sees me better. And no matter how much people cheer for you, God knows the heart. Yes, sir. sir. And you don't get away. I have many ministers who tell me, Farrakhan, I take your tapes. And I play them and get my sermon together. But I don't tell the people where it come from. And I say it's alright.
3: Because it all
9: comes from God. See, if you just lift your sight and say, to God be the glory i do the best I can, but if nobody sees the good that I do, I know God sees. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. And I will be rewarded for what I do. So I'm saying to my brother, I know what you're saying. You want to feel me, meaning you want my presence. You want me to come and be a part of what you're doing so you can feel your brother. Because you felt me that night at the table, but you have not felt me since. And that's really what's so sad. You know, I have a spirit that I believe comes from God. Because I love you. I can't help myself. I'm in love. (laughs) And I'm so in love with you that dying as well as living for you comes easy to me. Because I really know that I can never die. They may kill my body, but the ideas that I represent they can't kill. But what has to happen since I can't be everywhere? Those who claim to be with me should adopt a spirit that my brother can feel in my absence that there's a brother here that I can feel too. Yes. Farrakhan is in Chicago. Farrakhan is in Ghana. Farrakhan is here. Farrakhan is there. But spirit can be everywhere if we who say we love the brother and what he represents and love our people will come down off of whatever horse we're riding on (laughs) and let our brothers feel that we truly love them. And you know, my dear brother, I have many ministers and captains and, and foot soldiers some don't like my way. That may be difficult for a man to say, but some of the brothers may be somewhat even upset with me because my way is mercy over justice. Sometimes justice requires that you do this, but mercy requires that you entreat a little longer. Some of my brothers are not willing to suffer as long as I am willing to suffer, to redeem a person. So the impatience manifests itself in the words and in the spirit of their communication to others. I think in Brother Tony, I think i found the right combination, the right man to represent the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in Los Angeles. This is not to take away from anybody else because Brother Wazir, if he's in here, Brother Wazir is a man from the street. And Brother Wazir always knew the man in the street because he came from the street. Brother Tony is also a man from the street. And ever since he's been in the nation, now this is something that is, is an internal matter, but I'm gonna share a little <laughs> internal stuff. <story. laughs> See the thing that you gotta understand in all organizations, there's envy, there's jealousy, there's interpersonal conflict, there are people who are striving to be this or that and don't care how they get there. That's in every organization. So even though the nation's teaching has such high spiritual value, I mean, you look at it and you say, whoa, this is great, but the people have to measure up to what we are being taught. Now this brother been with me a long time, and he's been catching hell since he's been inside the nation. And
2: it's it, You see, and look, it's this kind of bump. You
9: don't like it, but it sort of toughens you up. Because you're dealing with a people that's going to bump you, that's going to grind you, and make kill you. And if you weak. And you don't have long suffering and patience, you're going to give up on our people. Every one of you that are leaders in this room, your worst hell has not come from the enemy, your worst hell has come from those whom you're trying to lead. And we will burn you out and then talk about
5: you.
9: <laughs> when you break down and just can't take it no more, then the brother was say, I told him. <laughs> but he has withstood all the bumping, the grinding, the rejection, the enmity, the jealousy. And I would see him sometimes, he'd be beaten up too. Bruise, not physically, but the worst bruise is the bruise that you feel in here. And I would say to brother, hold on brother, I got a city, a big city that I'm going to put you over. Just hang in there. I didn't know it was going to be Los Angeles. And finally, an opening came and I said, brother, would you go to Los Angeles? And he's only been here a short while but he's made a huge difference. And I hope that all of you will get to know him better and he'll get to know you better and work with him because really we are your servants. And if we could just learn how to serve black people, then the brother back there will feel me and my presence even though I'm not here physically. I will do my best, brother. But my schedule is so rough, and I'm literally exhausted right now. I've been going from early morning to late at night. It's almost like a political campaign or something. (laughs) And I'm, I'm exhausted, but but I'm filled with joy at what I see. And so, brother, if you don't see me as often as you need see me, I want you to be able to call me when you need me so we can talk to each other. But don't let the peace, even though fragile, don't let the enemy weigh you down.
0: So there it is, man. Very important lesson for us all, man. I know we want to hear the minister and see the minister, and we love the minister, but it's God that ignites the minister. It's God that's working through the minister, and we will be fools if we think because the minister is no longer, uh, you know, speaking or we see him, that God is gone. Master Father Muhammad, when he came, he didn't come to make two gods. He came to make us all gods. So what are we doing to develop that spirit? What are we doing to develop that knowledge, that wisdom, that understanding, those principles, so that we can continue to live on that legacy and, 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 and move forward and grow as a people? So I thank you all for listening, man. And uh, if you guys would like to support the show, go to www.supportbnx.com. And you can become a monthly subscriber or a monthly supporter of this podcast, man. Thank you all for listening. assalamualaikum
2: Brother B and X. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you it. kind of get to the pain. That's where you find the passion. Cause it's all a game. Find your role and get to acting. You up and then you down. It's all a part of being active. Dead ends. Turn the winds in the end. We